Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. That shot was just a symbol of just what, not myself, but just as the team, what we wanted. We worked hard to get to this point, but the job's not finished. As good as this one feels, uh, we won by two, and we're on to game five. Donovan Mitchell on the Denver Nuggets. It's game five tonight. The Jazz try to wrap up the playoff series. 4.30 on TNT and AT&T Sportsnet. The Zones coverage starts at 3.30 with the pregame show. Can the Jazz beat the Nuggets for the fourth straight time? And is that really a different way of saying, PK, can the Nuggets possibly defend the Jazz? Are the Jazz going to go out and score a bunch of points and shoot an outrageous uh, percentage because defensively the Nuggets... Without Harris, without Barton, they just can't stop people. They've pretty much proven that in the bubble. Yeah, they have. I don't think there's any argument on that. The proof is right there with a bunch of evidence. You know, they have the ability to outscore you. And so who's to say that uh, this isn't a close game? I I can't tell you that it's going to be a blowout. I can't tell you it's a close game. I can't really tell you the Jazz win. I've got them favored. I think they very much could win. You know, if we would have gone back uh, just uh, a week ago or or so and said, hey, who would be the first team out of the West to advance? I'm not. I'm not really sure. I would. I would have picked the Jazz. <laughs> Massive understatement right there. I'm really sure you would not have picked the Jazz. Yeah, but yet here we are. And here they are. The uh, yeah, the Lakers could win in five like the Jazz, but the way mm-hmm. the series fall, the Jazz play their game five before the Lakers play their game five. So exactly. Yeah, they've got the. Uh, they got a chance to, uh, to close it out based on that. I think what we've seen as far as not knowing what's going to happen, there's one thing that hasn't happened in the first four games. You know, the Jazz can win a close game or the Nuggets can win a close game. The Nuggets can win big or the Jazz can win big. Well, the only thing we haven't seen in this series is the Nuggets winning big. Jazz have two blowouts, they've won a close one, and obviously the Nuggets won a close one. So none of those three things happening today would stun me. I would uh, be surprised if it were a blowout because Denver obviously is the more desperate team. And if you go with that logic, that it would give them a little bit of a mental edge. But mental edge can only carry you so far. You know, you have to combine mental with the ability. You know, the great ones they've had, that's what separates them in a lot of ways is why they're great. is because they've got the physical skill combined with the mental skill and the mental edge and the mental toughness and all that stuff. And then that ends up with you end up being a great all-timer possibly, or at least, you know, as good as you could possibly be, which in a lot of cases is real good. So if I go in that direction, it would be something that uh, I don't know that I could see. But to Denver, eh, you know, I was impressed with their effort relative uh, from last game to the game before, and I'm expecting their effort to be similar as far as losing four to five you know even though this is a funky situation we'll get to it we saw it with philly jobs are lost you know decisions are made it's not viewed favorably so i would expect the nuggets to have that uh, really up against the wall type of mentality but we both thought that they rolled over in game three so if the jazz drop a big run on them and the nba is a game of runs and you know you can get up by 15 and I think as we see as recently as yesterday, 
when you're shooting a gazillion threes, a 15-point lead can go away really fast. I mean, in, in a minute, 15 can be down to six. Especially in the first half, you know, when there's so much time. If it's yeah. in the fourth quarter, it's a different story. But I wonder if the Jazz do go on a run and build a big lead, if Denver just folds it up and, you know. I don't think so, man. Really? Never, no. You think not, not, not an elimination. They had that moment, but they're not going to have it again. As I say, the finality of it all and uh, jobs can be lost and positions lost and all that type of stuff. No, it's, it's there's just I'd be surprised. I mean, obviously I could be wrong, but there's just in my mind there's too much at stake. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I did notice that we were up 24 to 8 because I'm always trying to figure out what's going on throughout the course of the game. I'm always looking if we're up, if we're down, what's the team fouls and all of that nature. And when I looked up there and seen 24 to 8, I was like, okay, this is, um, he's here in the building. So, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a beautiful night for our franchise and it's something that we probably will always uh, remember. LeBron James talking about the Lakers win. They're up three games to one now in the Blazers after a 135 115 win. Kobe Day, Kobe's birthday, August 24th, 8-24, and they led 24-8, and they saw all kinds of symbolism there. They took control of the series with a really comfortable win. They were up big early, and the Blazers never really threatened, and uh, now it looks like they've righted the ship and should close it out in the next game in advance. So to follow that, if he's in the building, then he would have had to have had influence on the 24-8 so he was out there altering shots and making shots go in to get to that 24 to 8. Just being in the building, though, that doesn't create the score. I think you got to take a step beyond that to get to where the 24 to 8, and that's a reflection of the two numbers he wore in the league. So there's got to be more than that. It's just 24 to 8, that's an odd thing, given those were his two numbers. But he would have had to orchestrate it, right? To some degree. Have some influence, put his finger on the scale somehow. You buy that? Uh, 24 to 8 is a weird number. Uh, I don't, but I'm not that close to it. You know, I, I hear people talk about Kobe. <laughs> close to what? Well, I mean, LeBron knew Kobe and feels his influence. Have you never had a relative say, I felt whatever dead grandparent or parent or aunt or uncle was in the room? And then other people are in the room and they don't have the link to somebody and they don't feel it. Well, you don't want to offend, huh? <laughs> well, I just said I don't feel it. I think that offends some people, but I don't feel it. Your dead grandpa is in the room, and he made you eat the spaghetti. Because you just can't be in the room. You have to influence the actual competition in this case, don't you? I don't usually feel that. When uh, my mom died of cancer in August of 98, and then the Padres are in the... Uh, uh, playoffs they ended up going to the World Series that year, and they had a couple dramatic wins over the Braves. and And my wife is like, "It's your mom, DJ." And I'm like, "No, there's some Yankee fan whose mom died too. I'm just, uh, I'm not into that. I don't know." But so other people just, feel it strongly. Honey, I know, I did, I did on that <laughs> night too. Trust me, <laughs> but but I just, I don't feel it. I don't know what to tell you. I think there's some Yankee fan out there who went to a funeral in August, too. There's a gazillion Yankee fans. There must have been somebody. Don't ruin the story. Okay. Well, other people are feeling it. I want to rain on other people's parade. That's, you know, everybody's a little buddy. But I don't, uh, I don't know. 
Yesterday's games were pretty predictable, with one exception. I don't think you were surprised that the Heat finished off the Pacers, or the Bucks are up 3-1 on the Magic, and the Lakers 3-1. But the Thunder come back to tie up the series with the Rockets at 2-2 with a 117-114 win. Dennis Schroeder with 30 points. I think you were surprised. I was definitely surprised. Running Houston like they're all that. Did you think? Well, they don't have Westbrook, so I mean, if we're going to sit here and talk about the Jazz not having Bogdanovich. We better sit yeah, there. But you and told talk me they're the better than without Westbrook. There's a part of me that does believe that <laughs> they're better. Westbrook really helps you when there's, but the play when you're in transition. But the playoffs don't tend to have a lot of transition basketball, and in the set offense. Eh, could be a little bit of a liability. Yeah, I, I never really thought going. Houston was all that. I thought they just rearranged some chairs on the Titanic, all that stuff with this getting rid of Capella and this and that. I, I didn't see where the team has improved. I'm not saying they're a bad team by any stretch, but I didn't see where they're so dramatically improved. I agree with that. I agree with that because the, the thing is the hurdle they've been trying to get over has been the Warriors. It's been the best in the West. But in a first-round series... I expect them to be all that. They don't drop first-round series usually, and they may not drop this one. Four versus five, by definition, it should be 2-2. But it was four versus five last year, and they rolled the Jazz. It was over in five, and it didn't feel that competitive. You're right about that. Yeah. And so that's where I think Houston's all that early on. When they get against the best in the West, you know, is Westbrook the upgrade that's going to get them to the NBA Finals? No, I'm not buying it. But I do expect them to win for a round or two, and let's see who they run into. And they're not going to run into the Blazers now. It looks like they're going to run into the Lakers. And that's the kind of team the Lakers are on pace to be about a 60-win team. That's the kind of win the team that can that they can't win. They're going to get taken down in that kind of series when they were up against a, a 65-win. Well, if if, if you want to see if Houston won, just look at their threes. Uh, I mean, that's all they do. They took 58 threes yeah. in 48 minutes. All right. <laughs> and launch. So you're going to win some and you're going to lose some on that. And it was great when they came out at halftime and hit one yeah. and hit another one and hit another one after that and knocked down eight in a row. And they were feeling it, but they kept shooting threes. They didn't shoot. You're not going to get to the free throw line very often shooting threes. And they only shot 10 free throws in the game. They lost the free throw line by like 13 points in a three-point loss. Right. You know? and, and Schroeder, I mean, it's not that Oklahoma City doesn't shoot threes, but they shoot 31, which is a normal to slightly no, no, low number. I think most teams are going to shoot 30 to 35. But Schroeder's attacking the hoop, and, you know, he'll get to the free throw line doing that. And Chris Paul's shooting mid-range stuff and pump-faking in people in the air and getting to the free throw line doing that. So, Yep. All right, tonight, only two games. We're done with the 11.30 a.m. games, PK. So the Jazz and the Nuggets at 4.30, the Mavericks and Clippers at 7. The other two series are done, so... Be a little short. I guess tomorrow we get early games. We'll get back to these other four series, and they're still going. DJ and oh, we did. You did kind of mention a passing there. Brett Brown is out after seven years as the 76ers coach, which you know it's seven years, and that's the way it usually works in the NBA. But I don't know that their issues are coaching. I think it's more the way the roster's constructed. But he's gone anyway. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. The NFL is regarding its weekend COVID-19 testing problems as, quote, an incredibly rare event. 
their chief medical officer. They had 77 false positives on 11 teams Saturday and Sunday, and it was because there was contamination in a New Jersey lab that was running the tests. So that testing partner had apparently done about 200,000 tests and hadn't had that kind of issue, and then all of a sudden it all went wrong. And Wang. Former Seahawks rookie cornerback Kimo Sivaran has... uh, who was waived earlier this month, has apologized. tried to sneak a woman into the team's hotel. And he's apologized for an inexcusable mistake. Let people down. He's truly sorry. That man's got to live, man. Come on. He dressed her up to look like a player trying to get in the hotel. Points for creativity? Sure. No. Now, turned out the Seahawks were awarding no points for creativity. You're an undrafted rookie. You should not be doing this. They just cut him. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. So the preseason top 25 is out, and they decided to rank teams that aren't going to play. PK, is that just rubbing salt in the wound? Nine Big Ten teams. Yeah, the I don't think knew how to handle it. And, and just, as I looked at that and thought, man, you know, I don't know, guys, it won't come to pass. Kyle Whittingham speaks to the media this morning at 11. Uh, boy, if they could have gone, if Utah, if Utah could have gone 9-3, and three, now, I don't know if that means first, that means second, that means third. But if they could have gone nine and three, and after losing so much NFL talent, then it really would have established them as a, a bona fide great team, great not just team, I should say, I should say program, because that's what about. Yes. As we've seen with Agreed. teams in the South, you could have moments, and all these teams have had it, but these teams outside SC have had zero consistency. And if you could have done that after winning the South two years in a row, and in my mind, if you would have gone nine and three, then you firmly would have established yourself as a great program in the Pac-12. And it's too bad we won't get that opportunity to see. We can get it next year, but it would, to me, next year it would be different than if it would have been first, first, and then lose so many guys to the NFL and follow it up with a 9-3. and three. That would have been big-time impressive. There's having a big year. There's having to rebuild. But then you're moving into the reloading category, which is a whole other tier of program, as you like to point out. Yeah, and it really would have set their program up. And that does not, not say they can't overcome it next year, but I wanted it, I wanted to judge it this year. The College Football Playoff Selection Committee is going to begin its uh, weekly rankings Tuesday, November 17th. And then Sunday, December 20th is when they're going to announce uh, who's going to the playoffs. That's the plan right now. We'll see if the plan has to change, but that's the plan right now. Alabama coach Nick Saban pushing back against the idea that money is the primary motivating factor in an attempt to put a college football season on during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, is it more important than public safety? No, I don't think so. Is there a way that we can do that and keep people safe? I think a lot of people are trying to do that. And if we can do that, I think we can play. If we can't do that, then I think somebody will make a decision that maybe we shouldn't play. But I don't think we should not try. Everybody acts like we want to play for the money. We want to play for the players. I want to play for the players. Everything's about money, isn't it, PK? Well, I think there's some truth to it. He's He's pointing out some truth. I think they want to play to play. But, of course, they also want to play because of the, especially at a program like Alabama, obviously. I mean, I, I agree with that basic premise of the statement. So uh, I would prefer instead of everybody acts like we want to play for the money. Of course we want to play for the money. 
We also want to play for the players. That's the only amendment. The prior stuff about the safety and giving it a try, I agree with too. I don't have any problem with that. But I wouldn't have said everybody acts. I would have said, of course, we want to play for the money. And also, we all want to play for the players. Three of the four wealthiest leagues are still pushing ahead and six of the ten wealthiest leagues. But the places where money isn't a factor, they, they pretty much shut it down. The, the championship subdivision, D2, D3, they've all shut it down. And I have been told that there are, uh, I actually had this conversation with somebody yesterday, that the SEC, not every school, and, and to be fair, probably not Alabama, not Georgia, but a big chunk of the SEC has built a bunch of facilities and bonded them, and they're really going to be up against it because they were counting on that money as they redid football stadiums or basketball arenas. And, you know, we've watched the SEC Network on TV and seen some of the football and softball stadiums they play in, and they're, they're gorgeous, and their minor league facilities look great. So I don't, you know, when people say the money, I think uh, they automatically think how much coaches and coordinators are getting paid, but the institution's on the hook for some money too. Sure, yeah, a lot millions. North Dakota State, a dynasty, a true dynasty. They've won the FCS championship eight times in nine years. They're going to play one game, Central Arkansas, their lone game after the fall season was uh, canceled. You want to practice for months to play one game, PK? When your option is zero, maybe that sounds good. I think they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's, for the life of me, I don't understand why. The, the, the U of U sent out a guideline thing on uh, media uh, yeah. rules for the fall. There should be zero. You know, you don't send that in out for the summer. I mean, there's, there's no games. There should be nothing. But yet they can't just bring themselves to recognize that uh, go to class. This is, your ch- this is your chance to be a student athlete or do it online, whatever you're going to do. And I and I don't blame them. This is their time of year, man. We should be getting into game week prep. Camp Kyle is now officially over. We've ended Camp Kyle. As you always always is a big designation. Uh, well, it never began this year. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Baez drives one in the air toward right center field deep. This ball's back toward the wall and gone. Home run for Javier Baez to right center. And the Cubs have broken it up and broken it open a little bit, leading 6-1. to one. The Cubbies beat the Tigers 9-3. The Cubs, 11,000 wins in franchise history. Javier Baez went deep twice. Does 11,000 wins resonate with you somehow, PK? Does that does it matter? You add up all the wins all time? I mean, they're an older franchise. Yeah. I saw it, so I recognized it and then moved on. But yeah, I would have had no idea that it would have been that, but I saw it. I saw the 11,000 number out yeah. there on social media. College football does the same kind of thing when a school wins their, you know, their 500th game, their 600th game, their 700th game, but... Mm. Colorado's seven-game losing streak is over. They beat the Diamondbacks 3-2. to two. I think either one of those teams is going to pull it together here in the shortened season and get to the playoff. You just have to get back to 500. That should do it. Well, that answers your question, but uh, I would say no. And Albert Pujols, second place on Major League Baseball's all-time RBI list. The fifth inning single, 2,087 runs he has driven in. 
Hank Aaron has the record. It's out there. He's got another 210 to go to get there. Doesn't seem likely, but... DJ and PK, what is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up this morning, we'll get you ready for Game 5. Jazz and Nuggets, Sarah Todd at 9 o'clock. Chris Camrani is here to talk about the youths. He writes for The Athletic. He will join us at 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time now to bring in Andrew Reinhardt from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, good morning. Hey, how you doing, guys? Where you been, Andrew? Been a long time, hasn't it? Really? Welcome back. Appreciate you having me. So you've got the breakthrough with ED to tell the people how in these times you're handling business. Yes, we have a breakthrough for ED, and guys have heard us talk about this. Uh, There's new developments, it seems like, every month in this industry. But here's the bottom line. If you're out there struggling with erectile dysfunction, you likely have turned to the pill and you have noticed the side effects. They're not good. You've noticed that there's a lack of spontaneity when it comes to that pill. And I don't know anybody that likes taking medication. Most guys want the spontaneity back into the relationship. Our technology, the acoustic wave therapy, particularly the type that we use is clinically shown to open up, soften, and regrow blood vessels. So we see normal function come back into the bedroom. You don't need a pill. And, you know, you get that spontaneity back that everybody wants. So you were talking about clinical studies. What's been done? Yes, there has been uh, huge advancements in this. Cambridge has now done a study. Cambridge, of all places, they put through a bunch of guys uh, with different levels of erectile dysfunction through our treatments. And the success rate was above 85%. So that was really cool to see. Uh, The American Urological Association, they call it the AUA, um, big journal. They tested 600 men with this technology. And in their words, they said safe, effective, feasible. So we know the science is sound. We're seeing the feedback from patients. And uh, we really can now reverse erectile dysfunction. You can call Andrew at 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Andrew, thanks for checking in. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, guys. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. I rarely have seen a jazz offense put up this kind of uh, clean offense. They are shooting the ball and they are passing the ball in an effective way, looking for the open man, the hot hand. But in some cases, like last night, that process was hand the ball to Donovan. You know, when he's feeling it like that, why wouldn't you? And let him uh, work his wonders. Denver has thrown everything that they can think of at the Utah Jazz and they've adjusted. Last night was a totally different game from the Nuggets. It was the best that they had and the Jazz still came away with the win. I think it's now going to be over in five. The Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is way better when Yacht can push buttons and then there's music and energy and excitement and a rejoin and PK, we just got to take it. Something's going on in there and Yacht's losing his mind. Well, I hope he finds his mind. <laughs> yeah. Find your mind. Let us know, Yacht. 
DJ PK brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical Services will light up your day. All right, the question of the morning after the shooting in Wisconsin, Donovan Mitchell tweeted out, bleep the games in the playoffs, and George Hill, former jazz man now playing in Milwaukee, says, uh, quote, we shouldn't have even come to this damn place, referencing the bubble in Orlando. Uh, so what should happen now? And PK, this will shock you, but the replies are all over the map, from uh, the game should go on to... Uh, Wire guys popping off. They don't have all the information yet. To uh, this is why I'm out on sports. Uh, there's a ton of comments, but those are uh, the main opinions that are uh, popping up here right away. Aaron, it's amazing how we live in a world of such strong opinions when we have no information. Absolutely amazing. I think we have a little information. We may not have all the information. We have some of it, but I think he meant maybe more information. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've obviously we've got some information. We've got a video. We've at least I've seen the video. I've seen both sides of the truck, uh, automobile. There is a released video that show what's this man's uh, his last name? Blake. Uh, is that his last name? Uh, was tackled. Correct. And then there's uh, he's on the ground anyway. Uh, some some form of wrestling to the ground, I guess. Maybe he just fell to the ground. I don't know. Uh, and then we see on the other side where he gets up and goes and he's shot and all that stuff and it's. Now recovering, uh, and, and, and yeah, that that that's out there. You can view it and view those videos and think with what you want. But to me, when uh, Donovan says, uh, "What do he say?" He doesn't say the actual. He just says the uh, the letter F. F, yeah. F the playoff, F the playoffs, F the games, or F the games, F the playoffs. Well, that's that's serious stuff there, and it needs to be taken seriously. And you know, what does he want to do? Does he not want one? When he says that, that means or tweets that same thing as saying it, basically. When he expresses that, makes me think, okay, does he really want to play these games? I mean, that, that that's serious. I don't think he just put that out there flippantly. I don't take what he says in a flippant manner. I take it seriously because I'm believing he's intending to be serious. He's joking. Uh, you know, we take it as a joke. Uh, but I don't think in this situation he was he was joking. So... My thought for Donovan Mitchell is he's clearly a young man who's very much concerned about this stuff and makes me want to listen to him, to see what he has to say, because he's taking it very, very seriously. Those are strong emotions. I think we would all agree with that. F the games and the playoffs, right? Coming off when he's been absolutely brilliant, can argue that he's been the best player in the postseason to this day. You know, you can go back and forth, one or two or three, whatever it might be. It doesn't really matter. But the point is that he's been sensational. And so if this is something that he really, really believes, which I have to take him at face value that he is, then what's he going to do about it? Because it's clear that putting a a slogan on a basketball court or on your jersey, it's not working. Right? We're still having these incidences, and these incidences are really, really bothering him. Well, it's not not working, and I I don't think... Uh, to say it was never going to work, you know, on some level, does it raise awareness? So, you know, there's something there, but it isn't it isn't going to stop these things from happening. And I think that's why someone like LeBron didn't want to put it on his jersey in the first place. That's his right. But yet yeah. LeBron is all over social media yesterday and he was commenting on it. Yeah, he did an interview so, on the court about it. 
after the game. Yeah, of course he did. So did Chris Ball. I was watching Chris Ball. That's what he first went to mm-hmm. when they asked him about it. He went right to it. Uh, it's all well and good, uh, but and, – and he, and he goes to it. And George Hill said that the, the cops probably want this man to die. You read the quote. Strong stuff. So what are they going to do about it? You know, it's, it's time for action. So Donovan Mitchell's particular, since he's our jazz guy, you know, you've been out there many, many times. Maybe your calling isn't to be a basketball player. Maybe you should be doing something that, and you tell us, you know, basically these games, who cares? This is more important. All right. So maybe it's time for him to, to back that up. And maybe he shouldn't. Maybe he should be in some type of leadership capacity. Or maybe he should do something like Pat Tillman did. Pat Tillman said, this is more important. He didn't tell us about it repeatedly. This is more important. This is more important. This is more important. He did something about it. And is it time for Donovan Mitchell now? If he really, really feels this way, and I believe he does, I believe this is 100% sincerity. I don't question his sincerity at all. Is it time for him to actually say, well, wait a second here. What am I doing with my life playing this game that by your own acknowledgement is not nearly as important as this, these incidences that we have here? So what can I do to help that situation, which clearly matters more to me because I just said F the playoffs and F the games. You can't get any much stronger than that. So is it time for him? Should he be suiting up today? If this is the way he honestly feels, should he think about doing something else to make that difference? Because this other stuff isn't making a difference. Should he be thinking about doing something? Yeah. Should he be thinking about doing something? Yes. Do you think he should be doing something else? I don't think so. Now, I'm not him, and he may come to a different conclusion. Uh, Pat Tillman did something else. Yeah. But I think that the, the, the platform they have, the, the ability to impact people they have, is, is pretty powerful. And if you it's walk away working. from that, well, I don't think that they fully implemented what they can do. And I think also— then go do it! I think also the expectations that you're suddenly going to bring decades and centuries leading up to this point, and you're suddenly going to turn everything on a dime— not going to happen. Oh, I, mean, I don't think it's on a dime. It's been, they've been kneeling now for years. Okay, so I think that this is. Um, I wish I could credit the right player and who it was, but it's like if you if you do something, if you really apply yourself, if you work at this really hard, you know, you look up in twenty years and you hope you've had an impact. And that doesn't mean that you've stopped everything or that police shootings end or that injustice ends, inequality, you know, social, economic, across the board, whatever. That you've ended it. You know, if that's your goal, you're probably going to end up really frustrated. You know, can you make an impact? Yeah, I and, don't think Pat Tillman was going to establish world peace. Right, yeah. I don't think that was his ultimate goal. I mean, it probably was his ultimate goal, but he was probably knewing that, and knew, knewing is not a word. <laughs> he probably <laughs> knew that he wasn't going to achieve that. Uh, so, but yet he still, he took action. To me, it's time to Get off social media or exclusively. And it's time to stop with the just exclusively putting a slogan on a basketball floor. It's to the point now when I watch that game, I don't even see that. No, no, I'm watching the game. It doesn't mean anything to me. And if, say her name, that's 
what Donovan Mitchell has chosen. Okay. And vote. Well, voting hasn't worked. What, what vote says is get Trump out. And when we get this other guy in, that's going to change everything. Right. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's uh, over. Trayvon Martin looks like Trayvon. If I had a son, he'd look like what Trayvon Martin looks like, right? I mean, that was with the prior president. That didn't change anything either. So vote. Yeah, we all should vote if that's what you're inclined to do. But does that really change everything? It's time for some serious action. Well, what- if you want to make a difference. Go ahead. You have the platform. You have the finances. And when you're saying F the playoffs, that leads me to believe that you don't really care. And you think this other stuff, and I've got no problem with it, is far more important. Then F the playoffs then. I'm, I'm all for it. Make a stance now. I think the playoffs are going to go on. I think you do too. I think that's something you say in a moment of frustration and you blurt it out and you feel it for a second. I expect when I watch him today, I'm going to see him compete the way I saw him compete. And, you know, I guess the players could walk out, and maybe there won't be a game today at 4.30, but I think there will be. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, and I think that we'll see him compete at the level we've seen him him compete at, you know, in the previous games. So I think that the, uh, you know, the message vote, it hasn't done anything. You know, it's done some things. It hasn't done everything. Law enforcement is well, largely problem. is right. Law enforcement's largely a local issue, so this is going to require you know. It, I think electing a mayor who hires a police chief who sets the boundaries of you know who gets hired and how people f- perform on the job. That's going to be an imperfect process, and that's going to take a long time. But I don't think that not voting is going to move it along. So is it, you're right. Is it going to fix it? Are we going to look up and that this isn't going to happen again? We aren't. I think I'm going to look up again in a week or three weeks or a month or three months or whatever. And I'm going to see a video like this again. Now, probably. Sure. Right. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that you don't vote. You don't try. And I, I, I get everything is at the, the politics of the presidential level are really intense. But it's like you said, under a previous president, he had a lot of frustration. He couldn't change stuff. A lot of this stuff has to happen at the local level. So voting in those elections and, you know, the mayoral elections, depending on where you are, sometimes they happen off cycle and a lot of people don't vote. Okay, vote all you want. Then I'm not saying don't vote. I'm saying it's time to do more. It's time to be. Martin Luther King did uncomfortable things. Posting on social media, F the playoffs, is that really uncomfortable? It's uh, time to, on like, the, on the blowback you get, but I get your point. Oh. Yeah, eh, you know, he, he can go into his mentions and be uncomfortable with whatever the, the people The blowback you get him. just further increases the victimhood. That can, yeah. Look, if and people so, aren't agreeing with me, I'm a victim. I want action. Pat Tillman took action. There's, there's people, and we go back in the civil rights movements, that were great, great people. They took action. They did uncomfortable things. You know, So when the offseason comes, if it comes next week or two weeks or whatever, don't go back to Connecticut in an affluent neighborhood. No. Go in the areas where you're needed the most and work on that. That's what I want action now. I think that they have tremendous power in their local communities. And I think that it's, it, it's obviously there's probably a whole range of emotions I couldn't probably accurately describe about seeing this happen in Kenosha, Wisconsin, 
But if you're jazz players or thunder players or uh, I don't know what other team, uh, the Pacers just are about, they're done now. You know, how a player on those teams has huge impact in their backyard, a thunder player in Oklahoma, a jazz player in Utah. But unless you're the status of LeBron and you're really truly a national figure, how are you going to have any impact in Kenosha? You don't have the time for all the municipalities, for all the law enforcement agencies out there. You know, there's that uh, bumper sticker you can see. I don't see it as much anymore, but it was all the while for a rage. You know, think globally, act locally. I think for the players to go back in their own town, they, they have a ton of impact. You know, people, people in Portland really like the Blazers, you know. So they can have a huge impact there. Aside from Damian Lillard, well, how many Blazers have a, can have, have an impact a real here? impact. Don't live in the affluent suburbs. Go live where the people are that you're trying to help. That's what I'm talking about. And there Get are pe- down there at the ground level. Don't go live in your affluent suburb. where Behind your gated community yes. and, not inter- and not interact. Do stuff that's uncomfortable. Sell the mansion. Go down into the area where they are. There and are- you can help them at the ground level. In, in every town, there are people already working on a wide range of issues. And if you partner with them in a town where your name is powerful, and obviously, you know, you got some finances to move some projects along, you know, it's not like Donovan's never done any of this. He and his mom were out handing out backpacks at uh, Kearns High School three years ago. That's great. Right. And talk to a principal or a social worker about kids who don't want to go to math class, cut class and get on the path for dropping out of school. Because when the teacher says, pull out your calculators in a math class, the kid who doesn't have a calculator feels humiliated. And is that kid dropping out of school going to help them turn their life around? No chance. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> no tremendous work. No chance. So, but it's clearly not enough in their eyes because they, haven't, they still have this level of frustration. I, I, now it's time yes. to step up your game. Yes, I agree. And I think it's out there, and I think there are plenty of people in plenty of towns waiting to partner with them wherever they want. You know, LeBron had a quote earlier. He says, I, there's so much to be done, I don't know where to start. Well, then, that's what I'm thing, saying. So stop with the basketball because right? the basketball is getting in the way now. No, but see, I don't think it is. You've got to play the basketball to have the platform. Well, LeBron to, doesn't need to play the basketball. Okay. It, it, it gives you the platform and makes you the money, and it's going to create another – I mean, we're seeing another generation of young guys who are, you know – forging their way and making a name. We're, we're so seeing Pat that Tillman was wrong to do what he did because he had to play football. Because as you're telling me, LeBron and Donovan have to play basketball. I so think that's Pat how Tillman they're going to should have still played football. He shouldn't have joined the service. I think that's how they're going to have the most impact. So Tillman, they, Tillman could have had more impact playing in the NFL. I don't know what kind of impact he had. But it doesn't matter. He could have had no. more. Whatever impact he had, and maybe it was far less, but on your logic, he could have had more impact. The amount of impact, that's irrelevant. You save one soul, that's good enough. Yeah. So he could have had more impact with the platform that he had rather than going where he went and did what he did under that logic. Well, as a symbol, as a symbol going forward of uh, service and sacrifice, he had a huge impact. I don't know if that was the impact you know, he was trying to have. Um, but sometimes you do things and 
It's not necessarily what you set out to do. So I think that they'll have the most impact if they keep playing. But I could be wrong. And so if they all do want to walk, if they all do want to walk away and just shut this down, which, um, you know, to to me when I just and I just read these quotes and I haven't spoken to these guys obviously about this and you know you need to know a lot more. When I hear what when I see what Donovan tweeted, I just sense frustration in the moment. But when I see the George Hill quote, I think George is really thinking, and we read that there were multiple players who wondered if they should go down there or not, that yeah. going down there really was the wrong thing. And I think George Hill's going to have more impact if he goes plays in Orlando, but I'm just one more guy with opinion. It happens, you know, my initials are on a show, so I get to talk about it longer. But I think they have more impact if they play. Oh, yeah. it, it keeps them in front of people. Now, they can't really interact with their communities when they're off in a bubble, but that's going to be done soon enough. Two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. It's going to be over. Yeah, and then two weeks, four weeks, six weeks after that, the season's going to start again. You know, so it's just, Janu- it's just January back 1. and forth. You know, it's, uh, th- there's, uh, <laughs> I think to your point, of all the stuff you've said, the thing I would really want to underline is don't stay behind the gates. You know, you can go travel wherever and go to the beach and and post on social media and all kinds of athletes do and all that but you know the the people who are grinding every day in these communities trying to make a difference maybe they are maybe they aren't but they're trying they're there day after day and they would love it if an athlete reached out to them and i get that there's more people than these guys have time you know they're celebrity they could be overwhelmed so they're just going to have to pick one way they think they can make a difference and start working at that. You know, LeBron's right when he says there's too many things to be done. So you just got to pick one or two and start there. Oh, yeah, the, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. That is, uh, yes. Don't, I'm just beyond posting signs and slogans and expecting change. That's my whole point. And if you feel the calling on this, I don't question your sincerity. And if you feel a higher calling then I would encourage you to follow that higher calling in whatever form or manner you think that higher calling is. Because you're telling me that basketball is really not that important. Then go do something that is really that important because you can make a difference. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. What do they sell cocaine by nowadays? So you can get 20 lines from a single gram. For a heavy user, cocaine addiction can cost about $120 a day. So yeah, if you're dropping 20 lines a day, you got a problem. This is going to cause a rift. If you're dropping 20 lines a day, you have a problem. I think if you're dropping a line a day, you've got a problem. I don't think it takes to get 20 uh, lines. Serious problem. <laughs> if you're around 10, then no, you're, you're okay. No, by this little chart. They said, you're good. You probably have a problem if you're doing any lines. Of course. But no lines is acceptable. Hey, I'm telling you right now, there's some listener out there that's doing 5 to 10 lines a day, and he's like, yep, Scotty's right. See, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. <laughs> so the unintended consequences of me reading that on the air is that somebody out there is like, eh, I'm good. This better not end up as a promo. Hanson Scotty. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Syringo Networks is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringonetworks.net. 
All right, PK, this will shock you, but we are getting a lot of response to uh, what should happen next after George Hill and uh, Donovan Mitchell and and their comments, uh, whether they're said or tweeted or whatever, uh, after the shooting in Wisconsin. And um, James here posts, Mitchell needs to get the whole story, quit jumping to conclusions. He needs to really educate himself on race relations. Mitchell needs to stay in his lane and quit thinking he's some sort of race relations expert. Uh, James is not the only one who posts something like that, uh, but it's kind of representative of several posts. And you can go to our Facebook page and read them all if you want, DJ and PK. And on my, uh, there's a bunch of stuff coming in on my uh, Twitter feed at David DJ James. Now, there's a, a lot of reaction to that. Um, as you can also imagine, people saying, well, there is a problem. He's speaking to it. Brian posts this. He says, I absolutely agree that without all the details, one should withhold judgment on whether procedures were correctly followed. But it's hard to accept that there's no bias when in Donovan's own backyard, a Caucasian man, a Caucasian man can fire an AR-15 at a police officer, refuse the commands of the police officer initially, yet somehow can be apprehended without incident. I commend that officer for showing restraint and fully support his actions, but I'm assuming that Donovan and other NBA players are hoping that officers will be able to show the same amount of restraint when dealing with all of their calls. So we're seeing everything across the board on uh, Facebook from uh, really supportive to not supportive at all. And I assume that no matter where Donovan Mitchell uh, played, that would be the feedback. I don't think there's anywhere you go that people don't have, you know, multiple opinions and be, would, would be willing to share them and post them. Um, but uh, Gecko tweets at us, as he often does. He says, this has a last dance feeling. And it's kind of on a, a thread that says, hey, Donovan's sick of what he's getting from Utah fans and he's out of here. But I think all these opinions exist everywhere. And I don't know where an NBA player would go to avoid them. So... You know, he may leave one day, and then if he does, then people will say, well, see, it was because of... But I'm like, you can't really run away from that. And there have been people worried that Donovan was going to leave literally since the first time he looked good in a Jazz uniform. Well, he won't stay. Yeah, I think that's an insult to the social activism to worry about if he's going to leave. That that would be like about 4,000 on my priority list when we're dealing with the issues that we have in the world today. DJ and PK, got more of your feedback coming up. Chris Camerani from Utah, the University of Utah. He covers the Utes. He's not from the University of Utah. He went there, but he covers them for the Athletic. And he will join us at 8.30 to discuss the state of affairs at the U. Sarah Todd, jazz writer for the D News at 9 o'clock. 97.5, The Zone. Time to welcome back Andrew Reinhardt from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. So, Andrew. You're getting recognized a lot. I'm seeing your face on billboards. I'm seeing you on TV. Are people looking at you now? Hey, I know you. It's a, yeah, the ED guy. It's just what I always wanted to be. <laughs> that was the brand you were going for, right? <laughs> my my wife loves it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I assume that if people also walk up to you though. Hey, do I know you from high school? You look familiar. Right. I get that too. Yes. Not <laughs> so. And you get it all because you've been. Uh, uh, working for the Wasatch Medical Clinic here, spreading the word about uh, ED and what can be done uh, for people who are struggling with that. Yes, and this is a game changer. If you think about it, guys have taken the pill for ED since the early 90s, and we've seen every other segment of the medical industry go through revolution, whether that was you wear glasses and you can get LASIK eye surgery or you know all these things that we've seen advance, and nothing 
advanced with erectile dysfunction for 30 years. And in 2011, the FDA registered a device uh, called acoustic wave therapy. It creates something called neovascularization, which is the regrowth of blood vessels. Uh, It was used on legs and feet and joints. And somewhere along the line, somebody decided that it should be used for erectile dysfunction. Brilliant. And we're seeing great results. We're seeing better circulation, more blood flow where you want it, when you want it. And guys can get off the pill completely. So, I mean, we've seen guys in their 80s and 90s come in who uh, have ED, are sick of the pills, sick of the side effects, and they get back to normal function. So it really is a breakthrough in science. The number to call to reach Andrew is 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. You can call Wasatch Medical right now. Claim that offer, 801-901-8000. Andrew, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, guys.